How does a free multi-camera home security system sound to you? I got your attention now. Check out First Guardian Security Services. My friend Jerry Forrest is the regional manager there. He can be reached directly by text or phone call at 769-823-0034. He's going to get you set up with a brand new free multi-camera home security system for new customers only. That's going to include a video doorbell camera, an outside camera, window, door sensors, and a motion sensor. Free installation. There is a one-time activation fee. He'll go over all that with you. You're also going to get a lifetime warranty on the whole system, and you're going to be able to save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance, depending upon who your homeowner is. Check them out online, myfirstguardian.com, or just call or text Jerry directly, 769-823-0034. That's Jerry Forrest with First Guardian Security Services. Monitoring services provided by Vector Security. You've tuned in live to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. It is a rainy, well, not so much rainy anymore, it's a wet. It's a wet Tuesday morning here in the central Mississippi area. Man, I was just playing on my phone, looking through some Snapchats from last night, <clears throat> Follow some fun people around here. I got a buddy of mine. We'll just say this. Uh, you know, it doesn't even matter about the buddy of mine part. Last night in Jackson, and I, I, I'm efforting the video. I'm trying to get it screenshot, saved, whatever I can do to get it posted. I have a still image in the meantime. Last night, this is the most Jackson, Jacksony Jackson thing in a long, long time. Y'all know how I feel about Jackson gas stations, in particular the Jascos. If they build a Jasco in your neighborhood, it's too late. It's just too late. You're going to have to cut your losses or or, or bulletproof the house. Anyway, Jasco on the corner of one of the nicest corners of Jackson, Highway 80 and Ellis Avenue, prime real estate over there. There's a dumpster. There's a, uh, there's a local bum named Bob, Bob the Bum. Bob, this is his real name, by the way. I mean, I added the bum part, but he sleeps in a dumpster. Can we agree that he's a bum? Bob the Bum goes to sleep in the dumpster at the Jasco last night. Look, it's rough weather. I, sh- I shouldn't be saying this, but you know what? It is what it is. You, you, you have to round you found out in the dumpster. Um, Waste Management, who still does run the dumpster services in Mississippi, in Jackson, uh, what you call for like businesses and, and whatever, they handle the dumpster, commercial dumpsters. They come to dump the dumpster. And what did they do? They dump Bob in the back of the, over the top of the, of the dump truck. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing, but come on, man. A bum got dumped out of a dumpster into a dump truck, into a garbage truck. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Well, anyway, I got a, I got the, some video and I got a, a still image. They had to get a crane off the, well, not a crane, but on, on the top of the fire trucks, they have a winch that can come down off the top of the ladder, the ladder rack. To like hoist people up out of situations, they had to put a hoist on on Bob the bomb and scissor lift him up out the dumpster. Now, unfortunately, Bob did get really hurt in this situation. He's got a, I think, a broke femur and a busted hip or something, broken pelvis or something along those lines. So he, he will get, you know, a few hots and a cot in the hospital while he recovers, but. Bad day for Bob the Bum. 
But if you can take the emotional side out of that, that's a funny story. That's a funny story. Kids, try to keep a roof over your heads. Uh, dumpsters are not uh, healthy for multi- a multitude of reasons. All right, now that we have upset all of our, all of our, um, you know, I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna use that story to tie into another story about bums. Now that we've got our white liberal and far left ACLU blacks upset this morning, the we all know what a pain in the butt. I mean, what an absolute pain in the butt these panhandlers are at busy intersections in quote-unquote the good parts of Jackson. Lakeland Drive. And that's where it stops. Lakeland Drive. I don't, do they even still hang out at County Line? I'm sure they do. You know, I'm surprised there ain't been more turf killings between the between the panhandlers over the years. I mean, do you, do you have to be passed down those locations from generation to generation? How does that work? I mean, if one bum just disappears, should there be an investigation? Because I know these guys don't just give up their real estate. They don't just give up their spot. I mean, you got to earn that. You got to start on the street level, work your way up like, like a La Costa Nostra. Anyway. I was coming down 55. Yes, I do occasionally come to Jackson. I was coming down 55 South from North Jackson. And I get off there. Anything to avoid the waterworks curve. You know, I try to mitigate my risk. And the waterworks curve is a very dangerous curve. A lot of bad shenanigans going in there. A lot of Jackson drivers, uh, Dodge Challengers, Chargers, Nissan Altimas, Mustangs, Camaros. They think it's the Autobahn. So I try to get off. And go into Rankin County the back way. Or get to Rankin County as quick as possible. How you want to say it? I get off at the exit right there. On Lakeland Drive. I was going to turn left on the Lakeland. So I'm looking at the old St. Dominic's parking garage directly in front of me. To kind of paint this picture here. There's always those bums. That's what they are. Bums. Drug addict active addiction bums. And if that offends you, turn the channel. There weren't none there today on this day. I was shocked. Paint me shocked. But what there was was a nightly, a nicely piled up stack of trash in a bag, the whole nine yards. So I posted this on social media, and I'm going to make a video about this this morning. I posted this on social media as a still image. And I just said, you know, I, I don't know what I'm more surprised about. That these dudes work there rent free. Every day, making cash, I mean, I'm sorry, making tax-free cash money. Like making Juvenile and Lil Wayne and all the cash money uh, click from New Orleans mad. They're making so much just straight cash money, just sitting there bum, bumming. They probably got squares at this point on their on their iPhone 14s. You know, so you, well, I ain't got no cash. Oh, yeah, I got a square. I got a square. You know that's coming. You know some entrepreneurial bum is already able to take plastic. Or they got a cash app at minimum holding a sign with the Venmo or their cash app up on it. You know, I may do that. This whole radio thing don't work out. I may go try to start fist fighting these folks for locations. I I ain't losing to a crackhead. It ain't happening. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this pile of garbage. 
I was not planning on talking about this today. Shout out to my buddy that sent me that video. Give me going down a rabbit hole. So I look at this pile of garbage and I'm thinking to myself, the audacity. They live, they work there rent free. They don't pay taxes. Kudos to them for that. And they somehow or another make that big of a mess. I mean, there was a pizza box in this pile of trash. It was all put up in a nice garbage bag and left there in a light pole, like for somebody else to pick up. Well, my buddy Michael comes by the house last night. Shout out to my shirt guy. He bring me. I've got a fresh new load of F around Fafo shirts available now, all sizes. Brings me by the house, and we get to talk about that picture somehow or another. He's like, "No, no, 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 no! You got it wrong." He's like, "Those th- those bums made that mess. That's f- that that's true." He said, "But they didn't clean it up and leave it there. There's these uh like little old white guys from like over in the east over east over area." They drive like nice Mercedes, BMWs, and all that. That are cleaning up the sides of the interstate, and they're just leaving the stuff in bags, like for whoever's responsible to pick it up. To pick it up, they're doing their job for them, saying all you have to do is pick up the garbage bags. Spoiler alert: nobody's picking up the garbage bags. And I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say. Knowing Jackson like I do, knowing the underworkings of the free the land idiots, Chakwe Antar, Lumumba, and company, they would probably have them folks arrested for stealing Jackson's trash. Hold on a damn minute. That's our trash. We liked it the way it was. It was there for a reason because we're trying to devalue all of this property and suck what little bit of of civic pride this city has out of it. You can't go cleaning it up. We have to continue to break the backs of the citizens of this once great city with soul. They don't want it. Oh, especially the white man cleaning it up. Racisms. That's white supremacy trash. Picker-uppers. Y'all know it's true. Y'all know it's true. I'm surprised they haven't arrested these people for reverse littering. Reverse littering. You know, like for cleaning it all up and putting it in bags and not taking it on off. And if they had to take it off, then they get arrested for taking it off. Hold on now. We worked a nice deal with Richard's disposal. Pick all this up. And we, they don't get paid. And I don't get paid if they don't get paid. Allegedly. That's Jackson, man. That's Jackson. Coming up in the next segment, I'm going to have Sean on the phone, Yerkaron. We broke a I say we broke a story. <laughs> it's got about a half million views on TikTok, so I'll take the credit. The Daily Beast and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution broke a story that old Fannie Willis couldn't keep her panties on and is having inappropriate affairs with the head prosecutor that her office hired to prosecute the Trump case in Georgia. And people are asking me, well, Clay, I mean, I, I like Trump, but I like Trump, but I mean, what does that, what, what are they doing wrong? They'd be the equivalent. She, she's the prosecutor. I mean, she's the DA. She don't get paid a bonus to prosecute a Trump case. But if her office outsources, I shouldn't even have to be explaining this because if I understand it, 
with my GED, y'all should definitely understand this, but here we go. If, if she prosecutes it, she don't make no extra money. If she is screwing the guy who her office to hire, who her office hires to prosecute the guy is outside counsel, she got some access to that cash. They didn't pay them over $650,000. $650,000. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the ins and outs of that whole case. Uh, that blew up late last night. Again, the Daily Beast <laughs> ain't the Daily Caller. It ain't the Daily Wire. It is as far left of a liberal uh, rag as you could ever imagine. The Atlanta Journal, the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Those ain't patriots over there running the AJC. That is the that is the the what do they call it? The paper of state or whatever. That that is the official newspaper of Georgia. Of record, the, the the paper of record. You know, obviously journalism has been mainstream journalism has been overtaken by woke nut jobs. If they're reporting on this in depth, I mean, they, they broke this story. It's a, uh, you know, it's probably true. So I'm very excited to talk about that. I think that's going to blow the whole Trump, the whole Georgia Trump case out the water. Going to blow it out the water. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I'm going to have Sean Yurt Karan on the phone. And I, and, and I, this is where I lean into Sean. He, he worked as, as, as an assistant DA for 10 years in a Democrat city, very similar to Atlanta, as ADA in Jackson. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of similarities. And uh, he made a point last night that this is exactly why a state DA office should not be handling this type of case because th- this is the kind of nonsense that goes on. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, before we get to Sean on the phone, I want to remind y'all real quick, if you're having any automotive issues, get over to A1 Gear and Auto right there in Florence, Mississippi. Let them get your vehicle taken care of, uh, getting ready for any post-holiday road trips, maybe getting ready to go down to NOLA. Uh, for Mardi Gras, whatever the case may be. Maybe you got some uh, some travel ball coming up. I don't, I don't know what you people do. Maybe you're out on the sales calls and you just put a lot of miles on your car. Anyway, having any issues with it, get about an A1 gear and auto. Man, from brakes to check engine lights to air conditioning to heaters, they can do it all. What they specialize in, however, what they're, what they're known for, what they cut their teeth doing, what they lead the industry in, is your ring and pinion, rear end, gears, front end, transfer case type stuff. So if you have any problems with that, make sure you get over there to A1 Gear and Auto today and don't let it uh, persist being an issue or get worse or leave you broke down on the side of the road if you feel any slack in your rear ends, any roaring back there that you're not used to hearing and you know it's not a tire. Get over there, let Justin and the team get it diagnosed. Hey, look, here's the thing I love. I know I've said this a million times, but I'm going to keep saying it because I use them. I've used them no less than five times in the last uh, in the last year. They diagnose things right the first time. And man, look if you've ever used a a, a less than scrupulous mechanic shop, is scrupulous a word? You understand. Sometimes they don't diagnose stuff right. 
you agree, you trust that they're they're that they're telling you that it's been diagnosed right. They fix it, and you still got to pay them, and the problem still persists. I have yet to have that happen over at A One Gear and Auto. They're timely. They're quick. They get it fixed in short order. When they say it's going to be ready, it's ready. It's usually ready quicker, but it's always better to under-promise and over-deliver. And it's going to be priced right. You're not going to overpay. I mean, I told a story of somebody had a BMW. They took it to the BMW dealership, uh, someone my girlfriend knew, and they were in tears at how expensive it was going to be to fix. They took it over there and I don't want to quote, but it, it it was no less than 30% less than uh than what the dealership was trying to charge and they were they were reverse tears. It was tears of joy at the money they were going to be saving. So anyway, get over there right there in Florence, Mississippi, A1 Gear and Auto 49 South. Big white building, big red sign. You cannot miss them. Tell Justin and the team that Clay sent you over. All right, man, let's go straight to the phone lines. we got Sean Yurkaran, my co-host here, live from Bellhaven, Mississippi. <laughs> What's the one on, brother? Sean, oh, hold on. It would help if I cut the button on. Sean, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up? All right, so last night, man, uh, good kudos to you for seeing this because I did not follow the Daily the Daily Beast on Instagram, but I do now. Um, you, you caught this story breaking, and you know you see the headline. You're like, "Oh, it must be some uh, right wing fake news um, clickbait stuff." But once you peel that onion back and you go to the Daily Beast, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember the Daily Beast." Uh, one of these local nut jobs around here work, uh, does work for there. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. She's the one that um, that started that whole controversy with Robert Foster and not wanting to ride in the car with a female reporter without his wife or a third party or yeah, something like I that. that. Sure. Uh, that, that, that girl worked over there. And anyway, so their report that them in Atlanta journal constitutional Atlanta journal constitution, AJC for short, we'll call it the AJC. They're reporting that there, there's a lawsuit of some sort from a, uh, from a Trump advisor, Michael, um, I need to put my notes up here. Uh, Roman. Well, it's his, it's his, it's, his, it's the defendant, Michael. It's a motion I think they filed, actually. Okay. A motion in the criminal case. All right, so I'm pulling my – sorry, I, I should have already had this pulled up. I'm, almost, I'm two seconds away. All right, yeah, just the headline reads, a Georgia DA accused of improper relationship with Trump top prosecutor. We're talking about Fannie Willis here, the the vaunted Fulton County DA that uh, that had our, our great president, Donald Trump, arrested, made him go – Take a mug shot in Georgia, and do all the nonsense is now accused of some improprieties. Sean, what do you think about all this? Well, what what I read, and, and it, you know, like like you said, it was in the Daily Beast, and then um, it kind of spread like wildfire all night. The New York Times had it. The Wall Street Journal got an article about it. Um, apparently, she had what Fannie Willis did is she had contracted with a private lawyer, and this guy's name is Nathan Wade, and. I looked into who Nathan Wade was. She, he apparently has been an advisor to Fannie Willis for several years, even before she was DA. She was a municipal court judge, and he was a municipal court judge, and he was kind of like a mentor to her. And then they end up allegedly having some sort of um, romantic relationship. And I think that occurred before, or it started before the Trump prosecutions. And now at this point, what happened was once Fannie Willis's office started investigating the Trump election case, she contracted with this Nathan Wade, who's a private lawyer, has a private law firm. He does like criminal defense, personal injury, and those kinds of things. 
and paid him to um, to work on the case at the rate of around $250 an hour. And what I read last night and this morning is that he's billed out since January of 2022 about $654,000, which actually makes him Georgia's highest-paid prosecutor. Um, they, well, I was reading a, another article in the AJC that was talking about how Georgia State Supreme Court justices only make $186,000 a year. So over the course of two years, Nathan Wade has profited kind of a great deal from this. And um, he um, and he and her were allegedly, according to this motion, going on trips and doing, you know, because they, they were seeing each other under the table, and she was, you know, having him work on this case. But the interesting thing to me, Clay, about it was, you know, I understand this is a, a huge case, and she probably needed help, maybe outside help, and she had to contract with different lawyers. But he is a guy, what I read into, that doesn't have any felony court experience, according to the Roman's motion. Now, I don't know whether that's going to be true, but according to that, he doesn't have any experience in this. He's got, he was a prosecutor for a short while in Cobb County, is what the AJC reported. So I'm not exactly sure why he was cho- chosen to to contract out to work on this case it's such a great deal and such a great cost to the county did you uh did you listen to my first segment when i was kind of explaining why what these improprieties look like and the first thing that and i I think why there's a red flag on this deal is because i guess in theory you, you can correct me if i'm wrong her office should be able to prosecute this or at least you know or bring in some extra help this that and the other when you bring right. in when you bring in some outside assistance or an outside prosecutor on this especially one that you're allegedly having an affair with and have been for a while it looks to me like you get you're double dipping you got your hand in the pot your office is going to get the credit for chasing after trump like you said you would and then well you know being the being the da she don't get any bonuses for doing this i assume does she no, no, no. I mean, she just gets her state salary, right? So if she, you know, if I'm living in the house with my girlfriend, or I got, a, or my girlfriend, or whatever, and I, there's a possibility, I guess the conversation would go something like, "Hey, look, we're going to hire you, but you're going to kick mama back some." Yeah, and that's that's what the concerning, you know, it and it doesn't like, matter win, lose, or draw. You know, that's a moot right, point. I mean, right? You know what? You know, like what she's doing on her private time, no big deal. She can. She can have you know a relationship whatever she wants to, uh, even if it was I think even if it was I, I said this last night. The, the example I was using was the uh, O.J. Simpson case. Now allegedly, Marsha Clark and Christopher Darden had some sort of romantic relationship during that case, but they were both employees of the Los Angeles uh, DA's office. I think it was called, and uh, it, so they weren't getting any financial benefit from that. You see what I mean? Their, their pay um, was their pay. Yeah. Yeah, their pay is what they pay. That you know what they do. I, it's just office policy at that point whether two employees can have a romantic relationship. The um, in this case, she's contracting with him and has a personal relationship with him to the tune of you know. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter how much money it is, but here is a great deal of money, and you have to you know you have to take into account like did she have a, some sort of conflict of interest? Did she violate some sort of professional responsibility here? And I mean, also, you know, and the one that I kept looking at, just having been a prosecutor so long, is, you know, why did you contract with this specific person who doesn't seem to have any experience in what, what is, I wouldn't even say arguably, I would say what is the biggest felony trial of the 21st century so far. So, like, why would you pick this guy and not somebody, maybe, like, an example I'll give is, 
let's say you contracted with somebody else that was a longtime prosecutor that's now in private practice or, you know, a former federal prosecutor, former that had just a ton of experience and you needed that kind of help. I could see that scenario, but this guy doesn't seem to have those kinds of credentials. And then, of course, there's a personal relationship there, which kind of gives rise to what's called some sort of honest services fraud. So I think Fannie Willis is in a position where she may face some sort of criminal responsibility if this is if this is true. Man, you made a comment last night when, me, when you and I were talking. It may have been a text. It may have been on the phone, neither here nor there. That you said this is exactly why I don't think state DA office, state DAs or county DAs, whatever you want to call it, need to be prosecuting. I think you said national cases. Yeah, I, you know, it, to me, it's this kind of case is not in the purview of a local DA's office. You know what we are, you know, I did is is street. I call them street crimes, you know, murders, armed robberies, carjackings, house burglaries. That's kind of what your local DA's office is best at. Um, this kind of case is for the federal prosecutors, like Jack Smith's case, like I was talking about. Uh, you know, her taking this on just seemed like a bad idea. From that's what I remember telling you, I think when we first met, I was like, this is just not really a good idea for a local DA's office to take this kind of case. Now, if you wanted to say the Georgia Attorney General's office, they're more equipped I think, probably to do that, just like our Attorney General's office would be. But like your local DA's office, this isn't the kind of case that, that they routinely do. I mean, I know, I, nobody routinely does a case like this, but just in the sheer scope of it, it would be, to me, it's better left to the federal prosecutors. And so that was my question about it from the beginning. Like, I just don't think that that was the proper avenue to go with it. So if you're Trump's attorneys, what is the next step? Well, I think if, let's assume this is true, and I'm guessing I'm going to lean towards it is because I don't think that she, that this lawyer is going to put this kind of, this is pretty salacious. And you're potentially almost accusing somebody of some impropriety, and you know there's possible you know future criminal uh, culpability here. You know, the, if this is all lies, the judge is going to get pretty mad. I can tell you that. Like if this is all just, uh, but you know it could be. But I'm just saying that's what would happen. So I think what you know what you have to look at is if you're Trump's attorney, what the most the the, the, the most likely avenue would be if it were true, if they can prove this then Fannie Willis, I would think, has to recuse herself and her office from this. At that point, I think the court could appoint a special prosecutor, like, you know, maybe the Georgia Attorney General or some other DA's office to take over the case, to look at the case, to see, you know, if there was any impropriety and do they want to go forward with it. That, to me, would be it – may, it, it's probably not going to affect the case as, like, is the case legitimate? You know, it may be if some other prosecutor looked at it, but I think her – her conflict is a problem going forward if this is true. So her handling, I think, may be an issue if they can prove these allegations. Well, uh, she ran on saying she was going to prosecute Trump as, mm-hmm. a, as, as, a, as a local DA. And she found some loophole or you know some imaginary stuff to try to be able to do it. And here we are. I, I imagine if, if she gets recused, this case goes away and – uh, Georgia can wipe the black eye from its uh, from its face. Well, you got to think about it this way, Clay. Like, let's say she's the court; she's got to recuse from the case, and her means her office is going to her whole office is going to have to recuse from this case, right? Yeah. So then, you know, you first you got to find a special prosecutor that's willing to take it on, and there may be a lot of people willing to do that. You know, for political reasons, there's somebody that wants to run for Congress, the Democrat wants to take it on. You never know. I mean, it could be anything like that, or does the uh, 
Georgia Attorney General's office want to take it over. Now, I don't know who occupies that office, whether it's a Republican or Democrat. Yeah, I was just but, um, thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a Republican, but I don't know off the top of my head. And, um, you know, do they want to take it on? So then first you got to find somebody that's willing to do it. And, again, like I was saying, the scope of this is so big for a local kind of prosecutor that I think the Attorney General's office would be probably the best avenue for that in, if on the state level. Um and, and do they want to go forward with it and just evaluate it? So I think, at the very least, if this is true, it's going to push this thing way back. All right. So the current, if, if this is true, oh yeah, yeah. So you know the that? the current attorney general in Georgia is a uh, Christopher Carr. Carr was appointed by Governor Nathan Deal following the resignation of Sam Olins, who was officially appointed uh, appointed to the office of president of Kennesaw State University. In November. Okay, so he's been he's been there for for a minute. Is he a Republican or Democrat? Does I'm going to go on. If he was appointed a governor ago, I'm going to say Republican. I don't think there was yeah, any. Yeah, but yes. Any, it's, I, got it, I got it right here. So I had to expand the screen. It says uh, Christopher Carr is an American lawyer, politician, or Republican. Okay, so he is a Republican. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine well, that you, if it defaults yeah. to him, this goes away. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time seeing a Republican attorney general going forward with just when they're thinking about their own future politics, like political future, like I don't know that they're going to go forward with it. So then it may, you know, default to a, because they have to accept the case, one thing. I mean, you can't, I don't think the court, you know, is going to force them to take it. So then it could go to another, like I'm sure there's another, there may be another DA in the state that wants to take it on. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to be kind of crazy to want all the heat of it, but maybe somebody with political aspirations may want to do it. And um, so that would, I, they're going to have to find somebody that wants to take the case if, again, if the allegations are true, and if she has to recuse herself, which looking at this, hey, I tell you, all this is true. You got a you got time uh, to do another short segment? Yeah, sure. All right. What I want to what I want to talk about on the next side is is uh, the people who had the plea deals in Georgia, the the Trump associates. Mm-hmm. Does this uh, d- could this possibly affect those plea deals? This is the Clay Edwards Show. I got sure. Sean Yarkaran on the phone. We'll be right back. We're talking Fanny can't keep her panties on Willis. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB 103.9 FM. Hey, guys, look, a lot of weather coming through. Um, you could find out, like I did last night, as a matter of fact, that you have a roof problem. I have a five-gallon bucket in my bathroom where I found out I have a, a leak on my roof somewhere. Uh, so if you do, if you find yourself in the same situation that I have, you need to call Watkins Construction and Roofing. Check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All their contact numbers and everything will be there. Uh, you probably just send in a lead, uh, an, an inquiry there, and they're going to be in, in touch with you immediately. I mean, it got rough yesterday and last night. I've uh, been living in my house for two years, and I've n- never had a drop of water get in there. But it, it sprung a leak last night. But I know my guys at Watkins are going to get it taken care of quick and in a hurry. Uh, so I got to do a little bit of, I got to practice what I preach here today, as a matter of fact. So check them out. Watkins Construction Inc. They're going to come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection to see just what all you need done. Maybe it's just a couple shingles that need to be replaced, a little patchwork. Maybe it's an entire roof. They're not going to try to oversell you 
something so they can get the whole job like a lot of these smaller roofing companies will. No, no knock at those guys, but it just is what it is. You know, they think if they smell blood and they think they can do a whole roof and make their month on one job, that's what they're going to do, especially if uh, insurance companies are involved. Watkins ain't going to do that. You know, ain't no, ain't no one customer, and I mean this in a good way, ain't no, ain't no one customer going to make or break them, you know, so they, they don't have to, they don't have to over, over, uh, what would be the word, overbid for, you know, for a job. You know, if it just needs, you know, $1,000 worth of roof work done, they're just, they're just going to do that. They ain't going to get into replacing the whole roof just because they, they think they can get the insurance company to pay for it. That ain't how they do business. They're good, honest folks, more to my story. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Over 500 five-star reviews on Google. Go check them out. Check them out online. Watkins Construction, Inc., locally owned, locally operated. A bunch of great guys who always invest back into the community. They're always involved with real men wear pink. They're always involved with any kind of fundraisers for law enforcement, your kids' ball teams. This is that company. You can't go anywhere without seeing their name on jerseys, billboards, uh, special events. They're always sponsoring the rodeo. They always help make these events that we have around here. It's because of sponsorship from guys like Watkins Construction that they're able to even happen. So uh, just keep that in mind. You know, when you spend your money, spend it with folks that invest back into the community. That's very important to me. That's why I love having them as a sponsor. All right, let's get back to Sean. Hey, brother, thank you for staying on hold. Hey. Um, all right, so uh, we left that kind of with the little cliffhanger there. Um, these folks on Trump's team that already had plea deals, if this yeah. is to get, if the Trump case gets thrown out, dude, what happens there? I mean, you know, they're in a bad position, in my, in my opinion. Here's several things. First, they've already pled guilty and accepted responsibility in the indictment, right? And um, they, um, you, you know, let me back up on this. We're not even at the stage where the whole thing is going to get thrown out. We're at the stage like, would she is she going to recuse or not? You know, no. prove these. We would, like would this cause for the level. We like to speculate. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. I said we like to speculate. Look forward a little. Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's assume that all those things happen. That she, you know, these are true. She has to recuse. Some other prosecutors taking on the case. Uh, if they dismiss the case. I think, you know, the only thing, if this were in Mississippi, the only thing that they could, the defendants that have already pled guilty could do is file a PCR. And, you know, with um, with, with a PCR, there's two different ways it goes. If you, you know, there's a route, if you get found guilty at trial, you have several different options. Like we talked about, you know, during the whole Goon Squad stuff, the, um, you know, with the, uh, like an actual innocence argument and those kinds of things. If you plead guilty, what you can argue is what's called ineffective assistance of counsel. So they would have to say, in effect, that my lawyer advised me wrongly about this case to plead guilty. I think that would be their only argument on a PCR if it were like a – I don't know what Georgia law is on this, but you know, if it were Mississippi, I think that's what they'd have to say, that they'd say my lawyer advised me wrong to take this guilty plea or whatnot, and that they were ineffective in their assistance. Yeah, I would just think if the, if the main case gets, you know, gets unprosecuted, not, not, not even him found innocent or a mistrial – if it is to not happen, how do the secondary cases uh, stand? You know, I just find that wildly interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I would think would have to most likely happen um, after they've already entered their guilty plea. They'd have to do a PCR avenue. 
All right. after, if the other defendants are all dismissed. What does P- what is P- like P- what is PCR? Guilty too quickly, you know. Yeah, what's PCR? Uh, Post conviction relief. Okay. Yeah, you know, we were talking about that with the Goon Squad case and to the people that have had pled guilty before. You know, but uh, yes. maybe like maybe some evidence was planted on them or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, let's uh, let's mm-hmm. look into Sean's mirror ball a little bit here, man. What what do you think happens here? If if well, you, we we can decide if they even. Um, I guess it depends on who investigates this, but her being a Democrat inside a Republican state, they may actually do something to, to her on this and not just sweep it under the map. But I don't know. They they let them do whatever they want in Jackson, so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Well, but let's play your mirror ball. What do you, how do you see this projecting forward? If you know, I think if these allegations are true, then if they are if they're out there, I assume the FBI is investigating them already. That would be my assumption. If the lawyers have got this, they've turned this over to the feds or somebody. The feds already know about it. I think this, this would be, a, you know, like I was talking about before, an honest services fraud kind of situation. I think you'd have to look into that. What is there? What's called a quid pro quo uh, exchange for, like, for her contracting with Wade, and then Wade would give her, you know, take her on vacations and do all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, or that could have been completely separate. That could have just been part of their romantic relationship. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think all that has to be looked into, which, if there's any criminal culpability there whatsoever. But at the very least, I think it forms a conflict of interest from just a professional ethics standpoint, where she's contracting with somebody that she's having a personal relationship with, and they're paying them this amount of money in this, in this case to someone that, in a, you know, that was kind of, you know, what I wrote down on my legal pad this morning, my, you know, my biggest question is, like, why him? You know, he's like if it was somebody that was really experienced in this in these kind of RICO prosecutions, felony court prosecutions, I could see it. But here, I, you know, this guy doesn't seem to have that kind of experience in it. So I think that's a question that people would ask. I'm sure the federal prosecutors are going to ask that question, and and they'll look into it. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think if so, if, if these are true, you know, I, I think she's going to have to probably recuse from the case. And then, you know, somebody else will take it over. I assume somebody's going to take it over, though, Clay, just from yeah. a pure politics standpoint. I think somebody will probably take the case over. Some, you know, certainly a Democrat, a DA would probably take it over and, and try to run with it. Now, how that effective that's going to be, I'm sure that's going to be a logistical nightmare, considering all the work that her office has done with this stuff. But that would be my guess that that may happen. All right, brother. Good stuff. I will see you here tomorrow. I'll see you later today. But I will see you here in the studio Tomorrow, man. Appreciate everything, Sean. Great stuff. All right. See you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sean Yurkaran right there. If you need a lawyer, holler at Sean. Uh, we appreciate his input on this. Like I, said, I don't think there's a better person in this town to have that conversation with. He spent 10 years as a Hines County assistant DA. Uh, he's, he's knee-deep in the politics. He's a bit of a lefty. You know, so we look at this from all different angles. And you heard what he said there. Uh, it, it don't look good for her. And that's a lefty saying that. That's not a Trump guy. Saying that like me. So, again, Sean agrees with us. Can we get him to pull the lever for Trump in November? We got seven, eight, nine months to go, ten months to go. We'll get him there. No, was it 11 months? Almost 11 months to the day. We'll get him there. We'll be right back. Land the plane for the first hour. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Man, real quick, let's just read a few texts off the Guns and Gear text line. I hadn't even mentioned it this morning. It's 769-241-1944. Bobcat says, use your Jeffro 
Bodine ciphering skills. November is 10 months from now. Look, man. Hey, I thought in November the 11th month, but I guess early on. So, yeah, it's 10 months. 10 months. I, I, I've hung myself all out to dry on that one. Jerry says, instead of Better Call Sean, uh, Better Call Saul, it's it's uh, Better Call Sean. So, uh, you know, just throw a little marketing out there. He sent me a screenshot. I like it. I will pass that along to Sean. I mean, why not? Hey, I'm a firm believer. All the good ideas have been stolen. You just got to figure out a way to take it, regurgitate it, and make it your own. Look no further than my current batch of Fafo shirts. They're the G.I. Joe logo. And plus me, trust me, plenty of other people have taken that logo and made it into their own. I said, why not me? Why not me? Uh, Speaking of which, if you're interested in a shirt, holler at me. I would love to meet up with you, say your shirt, shake your hand. That's been the coolest part of running around selling these shirts is getting to shake hands and actually put names to faces and meet a bunch of you great listeners and uh, friends. All right, we'll be right back. Top of the hour, we're going to talk about Jackson Thugs. Boom goes the dynamite. You tune back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB 103.9 FM. This hour, or this segment, should I say, brought to you by Pure Air Consultants. Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional heating and cooling systems to central Mississippi. And they want to offer you a rare gift, a free labor warranty for five years. Are you tired of expensive heating, furnace repairs, or high utility bills? Specialties at Pure Air Consultants include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery ventilator installation, and of course, new construction builds, thermostats, installation as well. And guess what? Financing is available. Contact them today. MyPureAirConsultants.com. MyPureAirConsultants.com. Ream. A new degree of comfort. And just to add something personal to that there, guys, I don't know if y'all seen the weather, but this upcoming weekend, it's going to be a different kind of cold, apocalyptic cold, a next ice age cold. If, you're, if your heater is on the fritz, you you need to contact Pure Air Consultants now and hope they can get get you in by the weekend because I might, there might not be a radio show next week if I got to leave the house and it's that cold. I'm just saying. I'm kidding. I mean, I'll try. But if, uh, you know, I don't do ice. <laughs> anyway, it's going to get cold. Check them out. Hey, one more time, real quick, man. I asked you guys the other day if anybody knew a good chimney sweep. And I had you text me on the Guns and Gear text line. I lost the text. I've gone back through trying to find it. Can someone please recommend me a good, a good chimney sweeper? Because uh, I, I do want to get my chimney swept and. I've got a real fireplace. I would like to be able to use it, particularly with this upcoming cold weather uh, moving in. Uh, I'd like to actually burn a fire in the house without trying to burn it down. Anyway, just let me know. Shoot me a text on the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944, 769-241-1944. All right, guys, we've covered a lot of ground this morning. We discussed bums in Jackson, panhandlers, trash being picked up, and, of course, uh, hopefully the trash being taken out being taken out over there in Fulton County, Georgia with Fanny can't keep her panties on Willis uh, allegedly having an affair with the prosecutor on the Trump case that her office is paying to be the prosecutor. Had a lot of improprieties there, son. A lot of improprieties, allegedly. 
So uh, we'll look into that. But I want to circle back. You guys know, man, at the end of the day, I love local stuff. And I love Jackson. I don't love Jackson crime, but I love calling it out. You know, not sweeping it under the rug like so many do. I like to talk about it. Like, never forget. When they tell you all these little thugs are just future rocket scientists and engineers. That they're not. They're future felons. And lifelong incarcerated rats, as far as I'm concerned. They just never get sucked up into believing any of that nonsense that they want to tell you. So, as you know, three juvenile delinquent thugs escaped from the Henley Young Detention Center. I guess it would have been overnight, yesterday, Monday, late Sunday night. You know, real quick, before I move forward, I think I would love to have my name added to the Henley Young Juvenile Detention Center. I think that would be poetic. I don't want to be on there with Judge Henley or Young, any of them. Judge Henley was raising hell, throwing everybody in jail when I was growing up. Maybe it could become the Henley Edwards Juvenile Delinquent Facility. Because I just think that would there be nothing better than to have my name, Mr. F around and find out himself's name, on the juvenile delinquent center. So every time y'all got to, you little badass kids get arrested or you got to go pick them up from, from DC, you got to see my name, Mr. Save Jackson himself. I, I may have to work on that. Who do, who do I need to speak to about getting my name on a building in Jackson? Anyway, so they, these, these three thugs for the second time in a month or so break out of the juvenile detention center. A big ruckus got started. They break out. They still a car there in the parking lot. But first off, I made a video yesterday morning as soon as I found out about them breaking out still in the car. And I said they're armed and dangerous. People got mad at me. How do you know they're armed and dangerous? But they, they broke out of jail and stole a car. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess they're armed and dangerous. You don't even know they got Clay, you don't even know if they got a gun. They stole a car in Jackson that probably had a gun in it. You have a safe a safe assumption there. Anyway, they're able to break out of jail. I don't doubt their abilities to to uh, procure a firearm. So so that was about 11.30 Sunday night. I think around 2 p.m. yesterday, I may have my time wrong on this, but sometime yesterday around lunch, between lunch and early afternoon, they carjack a guy in Jackson out of a white Dodge Transit-style van, right on Fortification Street. You know, I mean, that, that, I mean that's Bellhaven right there. I mean, so it could have been any of y'all, Sean, anybody in Bellhaven, Paxton, all my people over there. Ride with your doors locked. Ride with your guns. Anyway, somehow or another, they get down to... Okay, I'm sorry. It was a lady they carjacked in Jackson yesterday. All right, thank you, Sean, for the update there. It was a lady they carjacked. They get down to Adams County. That's Natchez area, if y'all if you're not familiar. Down in uh southwest Mississippi. This is you can't make this up. I'm not exaggerating. They found a little old church lady walking out of a church in a church parking lot. They roll up on her. They're like, Hey, man. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. 
Give us your phone, lady. She goes, no, no, son. I'll pray for you, but I'm not giving you my phone. We don't want your prayers. We want your phone. No, sir. So, you know, again, future, future rocket scientists and engineers. So, you know, you know what do they do next? I mean, obviously, the future rocket scientists and engineers. They're just caught up in something. It's, 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 it's not really them. They're just running because they're, they've been misidentified and they're waiting on the people to catch the, the real bad guys, like OJ trying to find the real killer. But just until all that gets settled, they're hiding out down in Adams County, you know, until the, until the real convicts, to the real carjackers, to the real guy that was already in D.C. for capital murder and carjacking get caught, to the real criminals get caught. So what do they do? They shoot her twice, once in the neck, once in the back. I don't know her immediate condition. She may, uh, I'm assuming, oh, then, oh, let me finish. Then they steal her phone and her car. And they, uh, as of right now, have yet to be heard from again. I'm guessing like New Orleans is like the New Mexico. They'll run for the border. They just kind of run down the NOLA, get caught up in the Ninth Ward or one of them areas down there, the Treme, and just get lost in that in that whole ordeal and that to never be seen again. What? Take a deep breath here. One of these guys, Smith, I believe, he was in jail for carjacking and murdering somebody, therefore capital murder. The other two were in jail for carjacking people. They have now stolen one car and carjacked two more people since getting out and shooting a little old church lady twice. I I, I think I'm in the clear here when I said they were armed and dangerous. But most of y'all, left-wing nut jobs, are more mad at me for calling them thugs and saying they're armed and dangerous than you are for what they've done, than the crimes they committed. Are you guilt-ridden white liberals and free land folks more mad at me for speaking the truth than them for being thugs? Let's read a few texts on the Guns and Gear text line. Carl Ray says, what's up with the governor parade today? He don't want people to come? Man, I don't know. That's, that, I don't mean no disrespect, but that couldn't, to you, Carl Ray, but the governor's inauguration could not be any further down my radar of things I want to be a part of than... than than having dinner with Chocolate Lumumba. They interest me about as much. Blake says, I don't know if this is true or not. I heard one of them killed his dad when he escaped in 2023 and he was already in there for murder. Yeah, I'm not his dad, unless it was his carjack, his dad that he carjacked. I, I'm not sure. Uh, that may or may not be true. But yeah, these guys did both, all three of them had escaped a, a month or two ago. And got caught and put back in there. 
clearly they have a hard time in Hines County, and I'm lumping Raymond and this and the detention center over there off McDowell Road together here. They have a hard time keeping their criminals in their cages at these places. They, they really do. Uh, thank you to the chimney doctor. I will be in contact with you. Uh, appreciate you sending in that text. I, if anybody needs a chimney sweeper, I just got a number. And I, I got two jobs for you, chimney doctor. Let's see here. Unknown texture says, blows my mind. In other news, I have all the latest on the missing 17-year-old that was found last night. Yeah, I do too. I, the, the the missing 17-year-old white girl from Rankin County that was all over the news. Look, there's a fine line with doing this. There's a difference in, in thuggery, and there's a difference in a mental health crisis. The 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 17-year-old from Rankin County, and look, I, I, I know she's white girl, so people are going to say, oh, you know, you're just doing it because she's white. I just think there's a fine line between a clear and present mental health issue and somebody just being a thug. What what she's doing to herself literally just affects her for the most part. I know that, you know, the family and the trauma and and all that keeps her 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 loved ones upset, but at the end of the day, it really only just affects her. She ain't out shooting people, in other words. She ain't out stealing other people's cars. And she's effing around. You know, and it's and it's going to catch up with her. But my understanding is there's a legit mental health issue there. I mean, I know, as I say, I'm not going to do this. I guess I will say this. I know, I know for a fact last night when they did pick her up that she got out of the cuffs and jumped out of a moving cop car last night. And now she's back in the hospital. Which just tells me there's a clear mental health issue there. So, so I will... You know, I don't think I know her family. I, I shared it, and I saw some people I, I know that are close to the family commenting in there, trying to say what was going on, this, that, and the other. You know, but that was the latest I've heard. It went from a bad situation to a really bad situation. And you know, she's still in the hospital. If my sources are to be believed, and I do one hundred percent trust my sources on that. Let's see here, a couple more texts. Uh, Reagan can says, yes, one of them did shoot his father. They escaped about six months ago. Well, he knew his dad. <laughs> um, unknown texture. Would Kim Wade get elected mayor of Jackson if he can work out that building renaming for you? So uh, when, when Kim Wade gets elected Jackson, we can get that building named after me. I think, I think that's a, something we need to do. Oh, yes, y'all are messing with me. Uh, uh Bobcat is talking about Jeffrey Bodine, Bodine, I mean, and I, I got Bodine stuck in my head. I'm thinking NASCAR driver, Jeffrey Bodine, Jeff Bodine. So just as that's the first thing that comes to my mind is Jeff Bodine, not Jeffrey Bodine. But uh, I know who, who the Beverly Hillbillies are, but uh, that's a mistake. My bad. I'll own that one. Uh, Ty on the Guns and Gear text line says, her jumping out of a cop car makes me think she doesn't want to go home. Yeah, I mean, very well. Very well so. I I, I mean, it, look, this is just my personal opinion. I mean, I, I have a daughter. I get it. She's clearly, again, it, it's, it does scream mental health crisis, more, I think, more so than wanting to go home. She's kind of been out there living her, living her own life, you know, and stuff. So I don't know, I've seen a lot of stuff online. Don't know what's true. Don't know what's not. 
But, you know, a lot of the bad stuff, if I had to be a betting man, I would say is true just from looking at some photos and hearing about hearing about her going to Pops and jumping out of the back of a cop car. You know, she definitely needs to get some help. And we'll keep the family in our prayers. Let's take a, pr- a break real quick, come back, and uh, keep on doing what we do here on The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, you may be asking asking yourself, Clay, what's for lunch today? I'm glad you asked. If you're in Madison, Flowood, or downtown Brandon, the answer is Burgers Blues Barbecue. They do, in fact, have a blue plate special every day. Of course, you already know they got the best hamburgers, period. Period. So, of course, you can order the full menus always available but if you're just in the mood for a blue plate, you want some vegetables, you want something to stick to your ribs, today's blue plate special at all three locations from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. is fried pork chops or hamburger steak. Your sides is a sweet potato casserole. Man, I love that. Lima beans and, of course, mashed potatoes uh, with or without gravy. That's your blue plate special. Then you're like, okay, well, Clay, I'm going to be in downtown Jackson today. Well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're going to be in downtown Jackson because I got a special for down there too. How about Martin's downtown? Of course, you know the whole menu is available. They got the best country fried steak you'll ever eat. Period. Again, just like Burgers and Blues has the best burger, Martin's has got the best country fried steak. Uh, today's blue plate special. Today's Tuesday smoked ribs with a wide array of sides. They're uh, what's the, what do they call that that one side that I love? The uh, hash brown casserole. Yeah, bro, the hash brown casserole is can't miss if you're getting the blue plate. And all their sides are available every day. Same set of sides. They don't rotate. So they keep a, they all of them. I think they got about six, seven or eight different sides available. Anyway, check them out, Martin's downtown. Uh, everything is available for delivery. Uh, just check out the uh, traditional uh, delivery people, Grubhub, all that stuff. Grubhub, uh, Uber Eats. So on and so forth. And then uh, Burgers Blues Barbecue is available, I know, on take-a-break deliveries. So easy to find. Great. We got uh, several great sponsors that have great blue plates all throughout the Tri-County area. So get out, support them. Invite me to lunch one day. I will come eat with you. All right. Let's see here. Shifting gears completely. I I know that some of y'all are like, Clay, talk about this, talk about that. There's some days I just have to talk about stuff that I want to talk about. There's days that I, I will absolutely talk exactly, talk about what you guys want to talk about, but I like to have fun sometimes, depending on my mood. I'm in a good mood today. I saw a funny story yesterday. We all need to listen. It's, it's going to be a long, violent year in America. So when we get a chance to laugh, we should laugh, especially when it's at the expense of Democrats. Now, this is not a political uh, topic I'm about to hit. But this is definitely Democrat death culture behavior. And uh, I I stole that term from Kim Waze. I always like to give him credit for that. Memphis, Tennessee. Once a great city in the Mid-South. Arguably, the best city in the Mid-South was Memphis for a long time. Of course, it has since succumbed to Democrat death culture. Now, nobody died in the making of this story, but only because of police intervention. Here's the headline from WLBT. 
kudos to WLBT. They, I should probably send them a commission check for my TikTok videos every month because I'd just be wearing their content out. Says, woman accused of assaulting, cutting customers' braids over hair payment services. So what had happened was, let me break this down. This girl went to this other girl's house, got her braids did. She didn't pay her. So they whooped that trick, Memphis style, and cut her braids back out of her hair. Let's read the story. Memphis, Tennessee. A woman and a man, and guys, I'm telling y'all, they got the two photos up here. The one that's allegedly a man, it's questionable. It's questionable. And he's got that big, big worm kind of hair, like from Friday. Kind of, kind of, kind of chubby. But like, it may be a man, but I think it's a man that thinks it's a girl. Anyway, I digress. Jasmine Withers, 23, she's the actual female, is charged with false imprisonment and aggravated assault. Markel King, 23 as well, is charged with aggravated assault and false imprisonment. Now, they're charged with the same thing, but one has it first, the other one has it second. If I any of my police friends listening, why would it be listed like that? One girl is false imprisonment and aggravated assault. The next one is aggravated assault, then false imprisonment. Anyway, on Sunday at 4.10 p.m., officers were called over to the Millington Flats on Raleigh-Millington Road regarding an assault. The victim was at the address getting her braids did by Withers when they both got into an argument that escalated into a fight about payment services, payment for services. Withers, along with King, refused to let the victim leave the apartment by blocking the door, according to the affidavit. Police say, Withers then began hitting the victim. This is that when I say whoop that trick, this is the whoop that trick part. Began hitting the victim in the head with her fist and cutting the braids out of her hair with scissors. All my hairstylist friends are listening right now thinking, mm-hmm, I've been wanting to do that. To, I, man, just wishing. They, they're living vicariously through Miss Withers right now, wanting to cut a Wanted to cut some extensions or some or some hair out of somebody's head that they wasted all day doing a coloring or extensions on and they didn't want to pay or they complained online. Anyway, Withers yelled for King, grab the Glock, get the Gat. Now, I, I, I'm speaking in how they actually spoke because I, I, I had to put myself into the character like Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. I have to, I have to turn into the person I'm talking about. Because I know they did not speak with this proper of English throughout this whole scenario. She says, get the Glock off the kitchen counter. King then left the front of the doorway and ran to the kitchen to grab the weapon, according to police. The victim told police she saw King holding the pistol and that it had a flashlight attached to it. According to the affidavit, the victim says she feared for her life, so she started to fight back and was able to leave the apartment. i tell you what. You you let one person beat you and your friend up and y'all got the gun. Jail's probably the safest place for you. Because if you're my friend and two of y'all go get beat up by the person you was trying to kidnap and you had a gun and they didn't, you ain't my friend no more. You ain't you're not my friend no more. According to the affidavit, the victim says she feared for her life. She started to fight back, and then 
and uh, and then was able to leave the apartment. King and Withers were both taken into custody. The Glock pistol was recovered by officers who noticed one extended magazine with 12 rounds in the magazine, according to police. They are both expected to appear in court on January 9th. That's today. Again, don't be messing with these hairstylists' money. Especially these girls in the South. White, black, it don't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. They, they, they'll cut you. Now, th- these two, I, I just vision some Three Stooges type nonsense going on in this apartment. Like as violent and ridiculous as it sounds, I just have this feeling that it wasn't as as violent as it sounds and it was probably just one ridiculous situation after another. Let's read some text messages here on the Guns and Gear text line. Um, uh, Let's see here. I wish this thing loaded as fast as my actual real text messages do. Carl Ray said, big perm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Big perm. Let's see. It may be due to the crime that was committed first. Uh, I thought about that, too, as far as they're both being charged with the same thing, but it's reverse order on the charge. Like, why is one committed? Anyway, it it don't matter. Cassandra, uh, circling back a little bit, says, I'd be surprised if there's not some Chakwe Lumumba war party going on in a dark basement somewhere trying to figure out how to drop a bomb on your house. LOL, you go, Clay. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm very selective about, about where I stop at in the city limits of Jackson. She says, yeah, I'd be wary of those panhandlers. Might be a plant. You know, back, circling back to those panhandlers, and, and, and Kim Wade could get into the nuts and bolts of this better than I can. I've heard him talk about it before. But somewhere along the lines, like when David Archie and them were riding around and running them off and arresting them, Chakway and the ACLU got involved and sued the county or the city, one of the other, basically sued themselves and made it illegal to do anything to the panhandlers. And I, I can't think of a single citizen, if they're drinking truth serum and not trying to just be woke and bleeding heart, they can tell you that this brings any addition of positivity to the city. Like, nobody wants them there. But the mayor goes and sides with the ACLU to let them continue to continue to allow to be there. At minimum, you should have to have a permit just like a food truck. Do food trucks have to have permits anymore? Anyway. This is the whole thing's ridiculous. And it just, and somebody on my Facebook or Instagram last night said, of course, you know, anything that goes on in Jackson is because of Rankin County and Madison. They're like, yeah, but they probably got dropped off there by Rankin or Madison County cops. I'm like, well, look, if Jackson's got the infrastructure for one thing, if Jackson has one advantage over Rankin and Madison County in infrastructure, they do, in fact, have the infrastructure to uh, to deal with the homeless folks on some level where the other cities do not. 
And also, Jackson, I mean, Chakwe just told you. They sued the county or whatever to allow them to continue to do what they do. But that is telling me that if I'm if I'm in control of another city, whether I be the mayor, the police chief, or whatever, Jackson wants them. I mean, I'm still disappointed that they hadn't brought a bus, a couple of busloads of migrants, and dropped them off over on Wood Street, or down in the subs or the Queens. Y'all vote for this nonsense. You get what you vote for. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB. Guys, Stonington Farm. I'm going to beat this up, man. Stonington Farm is coming up this Friday, bringing that grass-fed difference. 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished. MRNA-free, antibiotic-free, Mississippi-raised cattle, beef. Bringing it right up here, sliced to perfection. And ready for you to enjoy. Whether you just want a pound of hamburger meat, you want a whole cow, or you just want one ribeye, they got you covered. Uh, go to steiningtonfarm.com. I believe there's a special this month, too. I'm pulling up my text with Miss Katie real quick. It says, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, they got a great deal going. Uh, they're going to be in, uh, delivering to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland this Friday, the 12th. The special for January is four pounds of ground beef in one-pound packages and a roast of your choice, chuck, rump, shoulder, or uh, chuck, rump, shoulder, sirloin temp, eye of round, or tri-tip at 10% off list price. Comes up to 50 bucks. So you get the roast of your choice, and you get four pounds of the ground beef that I continue to sing the praises of. For 50 bucks. Now, you know, you may be saying to yourself, well, Clay, I can go to the grocery store and I get it, man. Look, times, times are tough. You know, t- times are tough. That's why, you know, I just think about think about somebody wanting to overpay $50,000 for a car and expecting some sympathy from people when I'm over here having to decide, uh, do I want to, do I need to buy cheaper grocery store meat or do I still want to be able to put the good stuff in my body? and buy this Stonington Farm, even though it was a little bit higher. But I think it's a small price to pay in the long run for the health benefits that you're going to get from it. And let's just be honest, it ain't that much more. And you're supporting a local business. And when I say local, I mean Mississippi. You know, whether it's, whether they're, on, they're talking about the coast or South Haven or Vicksburg or Meridian, it's all local when we say Mississippi. So I'm going to go with that. Every time I do, I mean, I got one other local place that I that I do get some um, uh, uh, grain fed uh, steak from every now and then, just to go buy a whole ribeye. But ninety percent of the meat I consume, red red meat I consume, comes from Stonington Farm. And look, we uh, Mike Russell and his family, it's all they eat. Um, I think <laughs> they have uh, single handedly just about uh, kept kept the uh Stonington farm coming up here and I know there's a bunch more great folks uh that I get to meet every time I go to the meetups but they'll be up here this Friday you got you got to get your order in by Thursday stoningtonfarm.com that's stonington with two ends I, I I challenge you I, I want us all to get healthier this year I want my men and my women you know to get out to men's health in Mississippi 
and get your testosterone levels checked. I want you all to eat more grass-fed, grass-finished, locally sourced beef from Stonington Farm. If you can't get it from Stonington, I mean, just just try to get it. Uh, more lo- uh, you know, free-range eggs. I, just, I want us to all be healthier because we're going to need to be. If they're about to crank the oven up on us. You know, we're the, we're the frogs in the pot. I said oven, I meant stove. We're going to have to be the best versions of ourselves to have a chance. And you can start that by what you put in your body. Real talk. You can start that by getting your testosterone levels back right, men and women. Real real talk. Women, it's a very important thing for you as well. So check them out. Start on the health side, steiningtonfarm.com. Pick it up Friday. Again, just try one pound of hamburger meat or try one steak. And then you'll be like, oh, my, oh, my, what have I been missing out on? Hell, yeah, you're not going to want just one pound of hamburger meat. You know, you're going to want two. You're going to want at least two. All right, let's read some text real quick. I don't know that I have just another pressing story I want to get into. Um, uh, Ty, I'm sorry, Tim, says, next time you talk about the cold, if you don't mind, ask people to leave their water dripping during this upcoming weather. It will save their plumbing, but also keep the distribution system from freezing up. Water systems in Mississippi are not built for this. Yeah, look, man, I was telling my girlfriend the other night, I saw it was starting to get a little colder outside. It was going to be dabbling around freezing. I was like, man, I got to go. My um, One of the dogs ate the protector that goes around the, the water f- faucet outside, the water spout. <laughs> I got to go get another one. So, hey, guys, don't wait to the end of the week to do it. Get on over to the hardware store or wherever you go and get one of those those styrofoam covers for your outside water uh, water faucets. Uh, so try to prevent the pipes from freezing up there. Also, leave your water dripping a little bit, which that is not a problem in my house. At my, my bathtub in the in the in the hallway, you know, we use that that one too, and. If you don't put every bit of strength you have into turning those the, the, those valves off, those knobs, it's going to drip, 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 drip. <laughs> anyway, just uh, be ready. Get you some bottled water. Get you some food. Get you some dry some dry goods. I don't I don't like dry food, but you, you know if, if the power goes out for an extended amount of time, you're going to be able to. You're going to need to eat something. You know if you don't have any MREs, get you some oatmeal, some stuff like that that you can just pour some water on and eat so uh, a little prepping never hurts and if it ain't as bad as they say it's going to be you'll have it for the next time it doesn't go bad all right a couple more of your text messages here and don't forget man coming up next for the next hour we'll have americans for prosperity here in the studio uh, i don't know if they've got some guests today or, or not but for the next hour it'll be americans for prosperity uh, they should be very busy a lot of stuff going on down at the capitol and that's what they do let me see. Where did my text go? All right, Ty, uh, I wanna, he, he took the time to type this. I want to make sure I take the time to read it. He says, uh, this is a little drawn out, but on the topic of panhandlers. Because I was on County Line Road about two weeks ago when I saw two 16- to 8-year-old foreign girls dressed to the tens with gold jewelry, freshly styled hair, and brand-new iPhones, but holding a sign saying they were homeless and needed money to get home. I rode down the road, maybe another mile, and I saw a grown couple, man and woman, doing the exact same thing. I pulled over to the guy and asked if the two girls were his daughters, and he says, no, we are not related. Then I said, 
Well, good, because they're getting arrested right now by JPD, and he drops his sign, screams at the woman he was with in a foreign language, then takes off in the direction of the two girls as if he's their father. Good stuff. He says, I get, I get everyone falls on hard times, but these panhandlers know that if they stand on the corner with a sign and a sad face, they can make more than you would make working nine to five. I don't give them a dollar. I actually give them a bird. I'm very aggressive with panhandlers. I live in Jackson my whole life, been dealing with these panhandlers. I had that nightclub downtown on Capitol Street, had to deal with them down there, harassing my customers with all their nonsensical stories. There was this one name guy, guy named Chris. I remember his name. It was like basically, he looked like one of the killers on uh on that Rob Zombie horror movie, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. It was like the skinny one with the long, stringy gray hair. Looked like that guy, and he he had the same story. And they've all got some version of this story. Man, I, I I'm in my work truck, and I'm coming through town, and. Uh, I run out of gas or I get to the gas station because I'm on empty and the co- the company card ain't working. Man, you, you know, you think you got a couple of bucks? I got my family with me. Like, why is your family with you go out of town and do like manual labor type stuff? You know, first of all, red flag. Anyway, it's always a lie. They, re- they, they, they run that lie back over and over and over. They're just buying dope, being lazy. I got no, I just, I, somebody's just got to say it. I ain't got no sympathy for the devil. And if you're in active addiction or you're not figuring out a way to make your own money other than by panhandling, screw you. You get what? You, I, I, I hope you sleep out in the cold this weekend. I said it. Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. As we land the plane for the day here, the next couple of minutes. Guys, just remember, if you've got any roof damage from the storms that came through last night, check out WatkinsConstructionInc.com. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Get your complimentary roof inspection. They'll come out, check it out, and they'll work with your insurance company the entire step of the way. So you won't go wrong using Watkins Construction and Roofing. I just want to make sure I mention that one more time. They've been a great partner here on the shows. I want to make sure we take care of them. Let's read a couple of your texts to take it home for the day. I'm fired up over Ty's text. You know, the whole family out there doing that nonsense. Wild Bill says, uh, today, happy Mississippi Secession Day, January 9th, 1861. <laughs> same day of uh, same day that old Tater getting uh, inaugurated. That's kind of funny. Lightning says... I love it when you get into character while telling the story. Crazy lives lose their effing minds. They do. They do. Um, I got called a racist a bunch yesterday, but particularly over the hairdresser story on TikTok. I never mentioned color at all. Like, we're just not, we've reached a point where we're just not even allowed to discuss news stories that don't involve somebody of the same race as us. Are we, are we not allowed to talk about uh, ridiculous news stories at all now unless the person has the same color skin? Those are rules that I will not apply by. I will apply my breaking rules when necessary motto to that. And we, we're going to mock and meme ridiculous people who do ridiculous things. I can't help it that we live in an area that is 
90% black. When you live in an area that's 90% any color, those are the people who are most likely going to commit the overwhelming majority of the crimes. That's just the way the numbers work out. Their race is irrelevant to the demographics. I will see you guys tomorrow. Was that Wednesday? Sean York Corona will be here in the studio with me. Americans for Prosperity next. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.